In a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts. With some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin, these three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jeff Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Just Farrakhan Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Welcome to another episode of Jap Talion and This Guy. My name is Joseph. I'm Eric, and we have a special, special guest with us today. I'm, 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 I'm the guest. Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the Jew. Welcome to another episode of Jew Talion and This Guy. My name is Joseph. I'm Eric. Uh, apparently, I'm the Jew. Hey, welcome, Tom. Thanks. All right. For those who don't know, this is a show. Uh, three of us get together. One of us researches a topic. One of us presents the topic. The other two tease them about their topic or just about them in general. Yes. Got that out of the way. I'm not that. Yay. I'm, I'm not that Jewish. It's, it's a very small <laughs> amount, but <laughs> apparently, when you talk to people who aren't Jewish. That tiny drop, it, you're just a Jew then. Yeah. So I just yeah. want to put yeah. that out there. I, I don't count. That's how racism works. Yeah. Usually, yeah. The one drop rule is what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Well, that's like when they say like a mixed person. They're really just talking about how they're black now. They're not mentioning really that they're white. They stop being a Caucasian at all. Oh, yeah. This right. There's yeah. the weird thing. I don't know why we got so heavy there, yeah. but I'm just, I'm not that Jewish. Is what okay. I'm yeah. to get to. I was just it's thinking. important okay. that people know. Yeah. All right. All right. So that your ancestors don't come after me. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Maybe some of them. (laughs) It's a joke. (laughs) Fucking Lithuanians. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, Some of my Lithuanian family listens to this show. It was a joke. Okay. (laughs) I meant it. I don't harbor <laughs> hatred towards any Lithuanian but you, Joseph. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about check-ins? Let's do a check-in. I know Eric God. likes that phrase. Uh, how, how was your uh, thing lately? Well, my mood is like at a seven. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Mental both, health y'all, both y'all are involved in mental health stuff, aren't you? So y'all, y'all get excited about check-ins. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. Um, man, I, I don't know. I just didn't. Your mood sounds like it's at a four. Record a anything this week that I did. We painted a little bit, so my body's hurting. Okay. Okay. And uh, I worked on the podcast a lot and building our social media platform. So that's good. We're over. We're at like halfway to what we need to be considered a creator on Clapper. We're at 1,500 okay. followers now. That's All where right. a lot of my energy's been this week is doing our social media stuff. So which, no gator wrestling? Oh, this week? No, no gator wrestling. I did see on TikTok someone get bit by... They were doing a child's birthday with a gator, like, <laughs> and this chick... Got it's totally normal. Bit. She had her arm in the gator's mouth, like tapping on its tongue, like a sane person would. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? Because that's the entertainment. It's like, hey, I'm a gator handler. Watch, he's not going to bowl. Fuck, he bit me. <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> some dude from the audience, or at least this is what the video claimed, jumped in the pool like somebody. I could see him on the camera. Jumped in the pool to help this chick get her arm back out from the alligator. She's having to remain calm while trying to pry. I mean, it fully had her arm. Oh, wow. Who in the says mouth. chivalry's not dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude just jumps up and gets in the pool with the alligator and is like trying to hold the alligator because he was doing the death roll in the pool with her. He just started oh. flipping, man. Starts off as a birthday party, ends with a snuff film. <laughs> I'm into both. <laughs> Okay, I got the gator off. Who's going to fuck this chick? <laughs> I see it come on the tongue, not tap on it. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. So that's all I got. You guys are sick. My best lived moment was a video of someone else's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, hi, Tom. Oh, wait. Let me try and do the, uh, the therapist's voice. How have you been feeling, Tom? I've never had a How therapist do doing? that to me. I would spit in her eye if she did that to me. How have you really been doing, Tom? <laughs> no. She's like, what's up, man? You seem fucked up. <laughs> That's my therapist. <laughs> She's been my therapist for like 10 years. Uh, so, well, uh, since last time I was on, uh, I now uh, have a house. Oh, wow. And uh, a fiance. Oh, yeah. And That's right. Yeah, Check you out. Yeah, yeah, trying to yeah. pretend to be an adult. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Like a Scooby-Doo mask and you're pulled off soon, yep. but till she figures out I'm trash. <laughs> Did y'all set a date? <laughs> it's looking like we do have a date. Like okay. we're, we're probably going to do like October 30th of next year and just wow. do a Halloween wedding because we think it's fun. Oh, nice. Scooby-Doo theme. Got it. So yep. you'll be having sex soon. Uh <laughs> no, that's that has not the, been that has not been verified. Yeah, it uh, stops but. when you get married. The sex oh, I thought stops he was, when you're you not married. saving yourself. I thought you were Jew. This guy's not a real Jew. Whoa! All right. No, what I'm saying is she has not confirmed that we will eventually have sex yet. Oh, but okay. Fingers crossed. You know. Yeah, Annie's still holding out. Yes. Yeah. One day. It's a real lady right One there. One day. Yeah. I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, yeah, I, I got that. Uh, we started doing shows again since the fucking world shut down. Uh, oh, so Hold Fire's back in action. Hold Fire is semi back in action. Yeah, it's it's everything's different and weird, but we're we're the doing whole world's new different and weird now. That's fair. Um, still going to school, which is a barrel of laughs. Yeah, I think that's it. I have such a boring life right now, but it's kind of nice. Oh, I'm on mood stabilizers now, so that's been going oh, pretty dope. Sweet. Yeah, as well as the uh, antidepressants, so that's helping. What mood stabilizers? Seroquel. Seroquel? Basically. I was on that for a bit, yeah. How was it for you? I mean, long term. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. I got off because my mental health was collapsing, and they wanted to do a different medicine, but there was no like bad effects or anything. So if your yeah. mental health is collapsing, try Seroquel. <laughs> you will pass out, and you cannot be crazy when you are passed out. Yeah, yeah. When I I was, well, yeah, I, that's back when I was using. So long Hard time ago, someone um, drugged me with my Seroquel. Like I was telling everybody, man, never take this shit. Like naive. So someone put it in my drink and stole my drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, funny. It was kinda, it's not funny. I almost died, dude. I was in it. They left me in my car yeah, in we, the summer, and like I woke up with salt rings around me and shit with some dude I did not know driving my car who now wants money 
to for, buy drugs for oh, saving God. your yeah, life for saving my life and he's probably one of the, you know the people who was trying to figure out what do we do with this guy so he doesn't die yeah. oh shit so Sarah Quo how much money well did he you? want yeah. for your life <laughs> <laughs> how much money did he want for your life I I don't remember I mean it wasn't a lot it's like 40 bucks or something did you tell him he was <laughs> well, overvaluing no, you your know, life <laughs> well <laughs> Well, at the time, I'm like, well, if I get this guy drugs, I can get some drugs off of it. So I wasn't worried that I almost died. I was pissed that my drugs were gone, right? <laughs> yeah, that, one, that's, yeah. 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 Yep. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that. Me and this uh, girl in Florida used to do that. Uh, Drug people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep for creepy Joseph. Nice. How'd your week, Joseph? Um, I didn't rob anybody. <laughs> Better than most weeks. <laughs> so I, I went down to Florida to uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Miami's an interesting place. Uh, a lot of people refer to it as a foreign country. Yeah. Like a lot of people I ran into down there were like, it's not part of America or something like that, you right. know? But almost every conversation I heard, besides the ones I was involved in, was in Spanish, which is fine. It's a beautiful language, you know. Like, just Miami. Like, Fort Lauderdale, they did not think was a foreign country, but they felt like Miami was a foreign country. Mm -hmm. But it's a weird place down there. Walmart now does uh, plastic surgery, apparently. You can go to a Walmart parking lot in Miami and get plastic surgery. What? Just, just so we're clear here. <laughs> You saw a guy stabbing someone, and you thought, that's plastic surgery. Moving along, doctor. Yeah. I was down there with my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend. She was going to get a surgery, and she was like, we needed a Walmart. And then we went to Walmart, and we were like, oh, it looks like it's really close on the map. I was like, wouldn't that be funny if it was, you know, how Walmart tries to get in on everything? Wouldn't that be funny if it was right here in the parking lot? <laughs> And it was. <laughs> what? Come on. It was right there in the parking lot. Like a trailer set up or? I would say it's his own structure. I don't know. What, what's Walmart got in the parking lot here? Cars. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not in. It was a building. So that's not in the parking lot. That's No, nah, it was in the parking lot. I mean, it was built was in, in the. It was like yeah. they took a piece of the parking lot and put a building in it. Anyway, I, I, I thought it was strange. That. So we did that. Apparently, that surgery hurts a lot. It was terrifying, dude. It was really scary. I was not expecting She looked like she was having um, a death rattle. Like she was like shaking and like making these weird animal screams. <laughs> well, can you? This is, this is traumatizing. This sounds It was traumatizing. traumatizing. She did it without pain meds. That's what I was about to say. Can we share the decision that she made? Because... She I'm did it sure without pain meds. She did look like she was gonna fucking die if she did it without <laughs> it pain meds. It was crazy, you know. Yeah, that was my weekend. Tom's laughing, so I'm laughing. I don't know what we're laughing at. <laughs> I was gonna lean in and say something inappropriate, and then Eric met my eyes, and I was just yeah. like, "This is just mean. I gotta not say mean things." Just <laughs> say what she bummed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was she bummed? 
know. Yeah. yeah. She was kind of bummed. Oh, okay. All right. She was. like, she, <laughs> That makes sense. We went down to Fort Lauderdale. She spent like a week in the ho- in the hotel room. Yeah. Just writhing in pain. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, enough of that craziness. That was a, a lot week. of craziness. Um, so, are we going to flip a coin? Um, no, actually, we're not flipping this time because it was between Morgan and I. Oh, so the, you just win by default. Coin flip. Eric wins by default. Morgan didn't show up Morgan to the fight. Yeah. Here. We haven't mentioned Morgan isn't here. Oh, yeah, we haven't. Uh, Morgan's not here? yeah morgan's got covid and he's you know he actually um he texted me uh yesterday and was like hey can you ask annie like when should i go to the emergency room because my like i'm having trouble breathing my lung it hurts to breathe in and every time i breathe in deep i'm coughing stuff up it doesn't take a nurse to know that that sounds like pneumonia well you know annie gave him her best advice, you know, those little things you put on your fingertip that measure the oxygen. Mm-hmm. They had one of those. So, you know, Annie had them like get up and move around for a minute and test it and then sit and test it mm-hmm. and was like, you know, you seem to be all right right now. But his oxygen was pretty low. It wasn't below what the CDC recommends for you to like go seek, um, you know, go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's pretty sick. So Damn. I'm, just, I'm just wanting to clarify. There's a spot opening up here. Yeah. And you're looking <laughs> for people with lots of oxygen. <clears throat> <laughs> Fucker ran out of oxygen. Damn. <laughs> we love you, Morgan. Love Mismanaged you. his oxygen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Real Americans know how to breathe. My father was a breather. His father was a breather. <laughs> Fucking libs. Came over here on the Mayflower. They're breathing. You know what flowers need? Air. <laughs> so during break this week, we're going to do our first ever call in. We're going to have a little conversation with the anti breather. All right, so because Morgan's not here, we are going to uh, have Eric take on the episode or the um, the the topic. We're gonna have Eric take on the topic of the topic, and let me know what you got, Eric. Well, give us a little hint of <laughs> it's what topical you got. creams. So we'll go with that take. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That'll be fun editing. <laughs> The topic of the topic. I need you to just edit so he goes, we're taking on the top, 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 topic. <laughs> the, the topic. The, the, the topic. The, the topic. The, the, the topic. And the, the topic. The, the, the topic. The, the topic. The, the, the topic. And. So I actually um, found something that kind of credibly predicted the end of the world. It's a computer program that was written in 1973. It's kind of, it was called the, um, in the article I read, like a first generation AI that put all these um, elements into its equation and basically predicted that what's happening now would happen with like global warming and 
running out of resources and and at the time people like kind of freaked out about it and we're like no that can't be true that can't be true but it's been like retested over the years and some of the stuff it originally predicted is already happening the world does seem like it's ending if you watch the news i mean everything's on fire and yeah. melting for whatever it's worth my life is really good yeah, yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, things been going pretty well for me. Yeah. Well, we got Very a well. we got a little while, but will it happen while we're alive? Do we have to deal with this at all? Tune in after the break and find <laughs> out. It <laughs> uh, sounds like a break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first ever Jack Italian and this guy call in. All right, we're calling Morgan. He's uh out of commission. Operator connecting Morgan. How you doing, Morgan? I'm out of commission. Okay. So what's tell the um, listeners who are avidly awaiting your voice what you're Uh, um, experiencing right now? uh, Right now, it's not as bad as it was a week ago. Last week, I kind of felt like I got hit by a bus. Now, I just feel like... After being hit by a bus, it just stopped right on my lungs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I hope we could hear that. Tom's banging around the table like a dictator over here. (laughs) (laughs) I set down the the, the softest touch, but the mic is so hot for you that it just boomed like a god. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's hear some more coughing. Can we get a sample of your cough? I can put it in a jar and bring it next time. So have you been having uh, hallucinatory dreams or any kind of weird vision quest? Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the it wasn't a dream. I was wide ass awake. Um, Yes. And at the time, I didn't think it was a hallucination, but I got up because I had to this or something in the middle of the night. My head was pounding so hard. And when I laid back down in bed, I was like. I swore that like the invisible people were drilling into the top of my skull and I just knew it was because I had gotten the vaccination and COVID that now the government's trying to fucking kill me. And I was like (laughs) reaching, I was reaching up and trying to grab them to make them stop drilling into my head. And I just kept rolling around in the bed and it, it was frightening and then when I got up the next morning, it was humorous. You know, it was like, why the fuck did I think that? Like, that's <laughs> wow. not, obviously wasn't a thing, but in the moment, it was a little scary. Oh, wow. Were you running a super high fever? Yeah, I wow. had a fever. I don't know if it, it was super high, but everyone said I was burning up. And uh, they gave me medicine, and we checked it, and it was like over 100. I don't know, 100-something. It's all right. You don't have to. You don't have to qualify your sickness. I'm not Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was hoping, by the way, Morgan. I was hoping that your your hallucination was that everyone in your life wised up and left you, and then that was it, and it was just your life. <laughs> it's still going. I don't understand. So. I gotta say, a minute ago you mentioned spitting in something and and showing it to us later. Don't do that. When I was 
when I was younger and still the same uh, maturity level I am now, I um, got really sick once and did that. It was a Frappuccino bottle. Jesus Christ. And I left it in this guy, Jason Dunn, may he rest in peace. Uh, I left it in his car, and like a year later, he found it. And I mean, there was a good bit of stuff in there under his seat when he was cleaning out his car. It was disgusting, uh, uh, to so say the killed, least. So you killed this person. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you tell that story, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Oh, you've That's heard like that the before. the third time I've heard that story. I saw his face. It was real. Yeah. Oh, was oh, so God. fucking foul. That sounds disgusting. No, I, I haven't done any of that. I keep telling Brandy I need a spittoon or something. Were y'all just spitting in all. each other's mouths during sex? <laughs> just face different directions. They're, they're just winded. It's dripping. They're not actually spitting. Just open mouth breathing. The sex is actually pretty pathetic. I stick it in and I thrust maybe three or four times and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> can, can we just sample that sound for all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, how are you? Sex is pretty pathetic. Three pumps. <laughs> well, damn, bro. Uh, all right, man. So, well, I feel bad for you, man. I, I hope you're okay. Let us know if there's bad. something I, you need. I immediately took your chair. I don't feel bad. <laughs> it's Jutalian yeah, in disguise. He's like, I'll take the chair, but get that fucking mic out of here. Tom, <laughs> you brought your own mic? I no, I brought my own headphones though, because I don't, uh, okay. I don't want to touch any touch except this chair where your asshole goes. Uh, I, I haven't been up there in like a month. Damn, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That sucks. That's a yeah. nice thought. Tom's asshole is touching the chair where your asshole normally turns touches the chair. I don't know. Wait a minute. Do is, you normally wear is pants, that a Morgan? Nice thought? Not a soft dick in the room, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Tom not wearing pants? He is not on? wearing pants. Not. <laughs> he showed up Winnie the Pooh in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I call oh, my asshole great. the honeypot. <laughs> hey <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to go eat Cheez-Its and drink stuff I can't taste. And uh, uh, you guys have a great show. Yeah, man. Get some rest. Thanks for filling in, Tom. Hope you start feeling better, man. Yeah, uh, we love thanks. you. All the love. Suck a dick. Peace out, homies. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. And we're back with Eric uh, informing us about what we probably already all kind of know in our hearts, that the world is ending. Is that accurate? So a little disclaimer on that. Don't you think all ages have kind of had an like World War One, World War Two? Um, the Dark Ages, they talked about it. Yeah. Dude, the end like, of the, the world, world's going to end. Yeah. The end of the the Great War, a, um epidemic broke out and mm -hmm. it was passed around during the war. And then all these soldiers came back and carried it to their country. So they were probably like, well. I don't know why I sound so Southern from the U.S., but Jesus coming back, y'all. <laughs> or maybe they were French and going back to France. Then what they would say. <laughs> or right. English. Oh, we going to keep going? Y'all want to hear about the end of the world? More than I want to take my next breath. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <This is> commitment. <laughs> Somewhere Morgan's pulling his phone out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving non-committal grunts and hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. All right, Morgan, this one's for you. Disinterested. Wow. 
not really. So there's a software called World 3 System or World 3 Model. Right. This, Sounds uh, like a Sims a, game. It was a catchy news article I saw about a computer program in 1973 predicted the end of the world around 2040. So close. Um, it it's was coming. It was described in this um, in several articles. Some of the stuff was from uh, Wikipedia. Some of it was from historyofyesterday.com, how a computer from MIT predicted the end of humanity. Some of it was from a LinkedIn article uh, that this lady wrote where she actually did an analysis of this program in like 2012. Isn't LinkedIn that social kind of social networking site for like resumes and stuff? Well, yeah, she has an, I guess this article and her name is Gaia Harrington. She's a systems thinker with econometrics. Econometrics. Um, she did an analysis, and let me see if I can pick out the year here. I'm kind of skipping ahead. In 2019, she took the information available from the world, because this is taking em- empirical data from the world as it was back then, and then all the times that they've re-looked at it, which is like two or three times, they take the data from where they're living, what the world looks like right now, plug it in, and see what the output looks like, right? Oh, so they can readjust where the end is going to be or well yeah they they say well what does this ai tell us now of how it's going to look based on these um what do you call that data datum so i guess i was a little confused till you just asked that question so they're updating this ai throughout the years to what's really happening so they're adding more information to it to change what's going on or they're just checking in Oh, it's 1985. This is where it said we'd be. Right. This is where we are. It's the same, or it's saying, "Oh, it's a little differently." They didn't throw in flock of seagulls. Here's flock of seagulls. So Keep moving. Well, each time they look at it, because each time they take the data from that time period and they put it in, it shows when all these metrics are gonna, what happens to them in the future. And every time they've done that, it's predicted an end around the same time, 2040. Does that answer? The question. So it's updating, but they it seems will to update keep going it, but back yeah, to the same ish area of right. Okay, same-ish. I got gotcha. Like the last, so the last lady that I I just read her name, Gaia, Gaia Mesistopheles. She said there were like four different scenarios, and I went with the scenario that most fit the original scenario. The way I imagined it, and I could be totally off base on this, but it's kind of like when you look at a hurricane tracker, there's all these different tracks. It gives you like different scenarios that may happen. I'll Once I explain what metrics they were putting in, it'll make more sense. Okay, I got you. I think. If not, Flock of seagulls and the spaghetti matrix for the apocalypse. If it doesn't make sense, y'all lay me out <laughs> cigar burns to my nipples, right? I ain't touching them things. Whatever. You don't have to touch them. Just put the scar on it and don't mind my moaning. Y'all cannot hear um. <laughs> just how hard he bit his lip when he said that. Oh, Danny. It's a, it's a lot to try and process before knowing everything about it. Okay. So I think it'll make more sense as you're going. World 3 system was developed by a team of environmental researchers and MIT students. The lead was an environmental scientist, educator, and writer 
named Donella Hagar. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And who's better is Van Halen. (laughs) (laughs) There's uh, three other people mentioned Dennis Meadows, Jorgen Randers, fucking Jorgen, uh, William Barons the third. I think it's Jorgen. (laughs) Is it Jorgen? Barons the third. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a. Your, Jorgen sounds like a bad sneaker, like yeah. instead of Jordans. <laughs> Man, you ain't got Jordans, you got Jorgens. <laughs> he's, he's probably like a male model or something. Jorgen, yeah. World 3 was developed from an original pr- program called World 1 System, and they they tweaked the AI, so to speak. The people who initiated wanting this data, wanting to hypothesize what's the world going to look like in 50 years, were members of a group called the Club of Rome. Ooh, Illuminati shit. Yes, so Illuminati. Well, the first thing I thought of was, have you ever heard of the... um, It's the Club of Rome. They're coming for (laughs) you to terraform them. Have you ever heard of the... (laughs) um, Terraform Mars. (laughs) <laughs> that's my that's, best what is that accent? that's my best uh uh, uh ventura oh okay the body jesse ventura <laughs> oh the call of rome is coming i'm telling you okay, okay. it was ventura I, yeah. I hear it now yeah. i thought you were i don't know going for german <laughs> joseph really freaked me out with his awful german accent they're crazy <laughs> so the first thing i thought of when hearing the group of rome was uh you ever heard of the Bilderberger group? Yeah. They, it's more it's, Illuminati shit. Well, it's so it's made up this group, the Club of Rome is um I'll just click on their link here. It's made of members of Bilderberg. Uh I don't know if there's any lap over. Who even fucking knows? It's all a big fucking secret, ain't it? So they're from clubofrome.org. The Club of Rome is a private organized organization formed in 1968. It says it was uh, created to address the multiple crises facing humanity and the planet. It's made up of 100 members of notable scientists, economists, business leaders, and former politicians. It says, well, that's what they'd like you to think. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> fucks. It's a strange way to say mind control, but okay. <laughs> this is great. We got Jesse the body here. That's right, you do. As much as you can have anyone anywhere. We're in a simulation. <laughs> He's probably talked about this before. So it says, we seek to define comprehensive solutions to the complex interconnected challenges of our world. But that's this program. That's what it does. It takes all these interconnected things and you put in the input of those interconnected things and it spits out an output of this is when they're going to run out. This is when what the fuck ever. It's a look into the future. Based it makes, yeah, on, it makes sense that they would want to know that. Right. Yeah. Businessmen want to know what the world's going to look like in the future. Um, What's strange about that to me, though, is that these are the people who, I mean, well, created the fucking problems. Right. Or that are actually like kind of guiding that future. So it's kind of weird that they're like, let's see how we did. (laughs) Oh, that's weird. It predicted exactly what my receipt says. I'm surprised I've never like a lot of people have never heard of this because when the book was first published, people immediately were like, 
some of the assumptions y'all made in that were just clearly wrong. Like global warming is man-made was something that they, it was an input they put in to the best of my understanding was assuming that global warming is a man-made thing that's going to continue. And at the time that was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, when they looked at the program later, they were like, holy shit, this is doing exactly what this predicted it to do. Is that a coincidence? I think not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. This is, yeah, this isn't isn't (laughs) predicting the future. It's just a roadmap for what they're going to do. I find it quite interesting that all of these were already put in there. Yeah. (laughs) I want to go listen to Jesse now. (laughs) So the Club of Rome asked this guy, Jay Wright Forrester, to create a system that can predict what the future is going to look like. So came World 1 System, which led to World System 3. So just, just so I'm understanding, someone created something that was not used for good reasons. They say it was for good reasons. Right. That's relative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They say it's to find solutions, but I'm saying in that, if it's businessmen... Right. You know they're gonna look. They're they gonna take be, this information yeah. to figure out how they're gonna capitalize on their business in the future, right? Based and that, on what the world's gonna look like, right? Yeah. And I guess it's not fair to say good or bad because then essentially what you're saying is like, hey, I handed a fisherman a pole and he caught a fish. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. hand a, someone at yeah. a pool table a stick and they use it for pool. So it's it's kind of hard to blame them for like, hey, I use it the way I want to or the way that makes sense to me, right? But at the same time, if the people funding it. Right. It's naive to think that businessmen who are inherently capitalists are not figuring out ways to capitalize on the future that they're creating instead of just finding solutions to it. It would be naive for me. I mean, other people might think that, that, oh, no, it's just, you know, they want to figure out how to save the world. Because uh, they care about people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They also promoted the idea that they wanted to see how industry will affect the environment. I would argue that in 1973, they already had really good evidence of what industry, if you think of industry starting like back in the Industrial Revolution, they have a good idea that if we don't monitor what we, if we don't put caps on production, if we just keep letting production go as fast as it can, then we're going to tear things up. I mean, the Dust Bowl is an example of that, where we literally lost topsoil that had been there for fucking millions of years, blown in the wind. I was trying to look up, but it's too difficult for me to try to do while I'm, while we're talking. But like they had put on the cover of, I think, Newsweek in 1970-something, like global warming is going to end this planet. So it's not even like, like, it feels like what they're saying from the beginning is like, I guess we could throw global warming in there, I suppose. But it's like, no, you already have people saying like, hey, this is a yeah. bad idea. And it's on the cover of Newsweek. It's well, right there. Honestly, that might have been from this research because oh. they, uh, well, we'll get to it. They they presented this information in a book to the world and it sold a shit ton of copies. But immediately articles started coming out criticizing it and saying why it wasn't going to happen. Okay. And that's kind of a human thing too, you know, like when we cannot face a drastic change, we just pretend like it's not there. 
a lot of people do that in in person in your personal life as well as like in the big arching world. Some people are more are how can I put this in a positive way? Are better at changing the narrative in their minds and ignoring what's going on than others. For sure. Yeah. Right? And it was 1975. I finally, I, I did. I did. Okay. So 1975 Newsweek. So two years after likely influenced right. by this, at least in some way that makes sense. Okay. We talked about build a burger. It's not build a burger. No, no, that's what I call it. Calm down. <laughs> it's pronounced build a bear and it's run by Jews. <laughs> the Zionists are coming and they're going to be filled with stuffing. <laughs> Y'all have seen that TikTok where they're filling the zebra from like basically the anus. It's a stuffed animal. They're filling it with stuffing. And then there's this uh, there's this filter on something that'll change your face into a horse. So like some attractive ladies watching this video and then her face turns into the horse like you can shove stuffing up my ass. <laughs> I thought it was that she'd want to bang a zebra. Okay. That's right, kids. We're talking about bestiality. So, <laughs> so one of the things they wanted to figure out was um, what's the future going to look like with worldwide growth of economies and production based on the fact that Earth has limited resources? And, you know, that's before I knew this was a thing. I just kind of surmised, like I imagine millions of people have, that you can't have unlimited economic growth when you have limited resources. You just can't. And you can't keep speeding production up as long as you have any amount of manual labor in there because what you're going to do is basically create slaves, which economically has already happened. I mean, the U.S., we, we have economic slaves. I mean, there's people who cannot afford to stop doing what they're doing, even though what they're doing is not paying them to live a comfortable life. Well, and also we we absolutely capitalize on slavery elsewhere because if they're yeah. s small brown children, we don't really care that much. It's like my sneakers look great. But I want right. to go back for a second and my say that. My Jorgens? Yes, yes. My <laughs> Jorgens are, they just, the little hands get the stitching so good. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, but I was going to say, you, you can have... Uh, eternal growth if you use renewable resources and you turn them into a commodity such as air and water and you know what i'm saying or like yeah. for instance misery where we have privatized things like prisons yeah like, you know those are the ways that we can go about like okay exponential growth forever because they are renewable resources there's always more misery to throw at a situation and there's always yeah. you know air for now well, with those same principles, if you did it in a way that improves society, you could also do it exponentially, right? I mean, I, I kind of want to use something that's kind of a colloquialism now, but like that sounds kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it is. I, I actually had to spit the dick out of my mouth to say it. I was, wow. <laughs> right. Come on. I know lots of gay people. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. You totally said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the joke. I, Some of my best friends are gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my best friends are German. I just paid a gay guy to suck my dick. I'm not homophobic. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, the joke is I say th I have a Peter Griffin sense of humor. I say things that are supposed to be so ridiculous 
Because it's absurd. I think the know? problem is that Peter Griffin does not have the same Peter Griffin humor you're discussing because Peter Griffin is just a borderline bigot all the time, right? He doesn't well, realize. We as joke. viewers right, know. Right. So I'm pretending to be, when I say ridiculous things like that, I don't really mean them. I'm pretending to be the Peter Griffin to get a shock value from comedy. That's a lot of people don't understand that. Car said, but okay. You mean the <laughs> I hate Jews? <laughs> I was uncomfortable when I walked up. Yes. I was immediately like, I'm mostly Irish. It's cool. <laughs> See, that was a joke. Joseph sold it to me. Um, so this is the things that World System 3 looked at. Population growth, mm-hmm. fertility, mm-hmm. mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how old are people going to be when they die? Um, uh, rate well, of industrial production. What were you going to say? As I say, worldwide, correct? This isn't just, okay. Rate of industrial production, rate of innovation, growth of consumerism, which, oh my God, can you think from 73 to now how how massively consumerism has become? I mean, we are told, I I still remember Obama getting on TV during what we refused to call a crash that was a crash and saying, go spend your money. Because an economy cannot do well when a lot of people save their money. It is built on us having credit and always owing more than we can pay. That's what our economy is built on. In the 80s, we couldn't grow anymore. So they're like, well, give these fuckers credit. And now economic slavery. Going back to the, um, to the thing about um, how much consumerism has grown, uh, this is all kind of reminding me of something called uh, it's a it's my favorite book it's called uh, cosmic trigger and it's called the final secret of the illuminati and it's by robert anton wilson and it's essentially not an illuminati book spoiler uh it's not that's the whole point is that he wrote the illuminati trilogy that everyone knows now that's robert anton wilson and so everyone kind of thought he was like a member of it etc etc okay he talks about the doubling of information and how information from like 1750 to 1890 doubled. And then from 1890 to like 1922 doubled. And then 1922 to 1930, everyone knows about exponential growth. But my point in that is saying that like, it's we are getting to what he was sort of saying in the book uh, that we're at an almost instantaneous doubling at this point of information. And, And that includes... Obviously, our devices that are right. you know, the, the, the world enders. I, I don't right. really have a joke to say here. It's just an interesting thing to hear this program also doing this alongside what Robert Anton Wilson was saying, because I believe Cosmic Trigger was written in 71. Oh. Um, so like, there's this sort of thing with information as well as the products that are just filling up landfills and filling up See, our lives. Now I'm feeling like one of these MIT students just copied his homework. <laughs> like, hey, I got this dude over here. <laughs> real smart guy. I think he might be Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, um, and I'm not saying this would work, but Elon Musk talks about how we're already enhanced cybernetically because we carry these devices. And he's trying to create the brainwave thing which actually will connect our brains to technology because that's the only way to keep up with how much information we have. There's also another theory that I heard someone explain um, that ties into that. And we're off on another tangent. 
about how our we're past the information age to like an overabundance of information. And that's why we've seen the rise of influencers is because they essentially are considered experts in their purview. So instead of us processing all the information, we look to them because they've already supposedly processed that information. So that's the exact same, though, as education, right? Like we right. have all of the info. Like if I want to get a law degree, all the information right. is on the Internet. I go to a professor who is the filter of that information right. so that I'm not learning about a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. Right. Is it essentially right. what you're saying? But these influencers, the problem is, is they may be relying on bad information and they overstep their bounds. And yeah, there's no like credentialing there. Yeah. They can yeah. cross over fields like, I, you know, fucking uh, what's the musical genius? who's like a fucking Mozart travesty. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. I was yeah. joking. No. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Musically, he's a musical genius, but he goes and. Uh, it's okay. I will say not this. Musical. Jesus, Jesus, that album is to me his best album, and everyone hates that album. To me, it's his most experimental. It's his, it's his coolest work, as far as I'm concerned, from a musical perspective. He's not a bad musician at all. He's not a bad musician at all. But there I are. I should some, have said entertainer. Yeah, for sure. Entertainer. Sure. Self promotion, marketing. You know, I'll, yeah, it's not just tied to music, but what he does for his brand, he does incredibly well. But then people want to listen to what he has to say about fucking mental illness just because he has a mental illness. You know, like that's narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> is that his, I mean, I don't know what his mental illness is, but he's, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty clear he talks about at least yeah. borderline sociopath. Yeah. I mean, I'm not shitting on yeah. the guy, I enjoy him. And if you ever, if anyone is listening and they don't know how to listen to Kanye because it's like this, like it feels like this presence or like this attack, just pretend that he's your own internal voice talking about how great you are and you will feel awesome. Yeezy. Yeezy. I don't know anything about Kanye. Taylor Swift. I don't know anything about him either. <laughs> I don't know any of these new young whippersnappers. I like the old music. Something you can do the Charleston to. Oh. Oh, God. Why did I get so old? Betsy Gable. I don't know. I just said a name that sounded old. I was hoping that we'd get a twinkle. <laughs> Gable. The worst part is he is such a catalog that he went, that's not a real person. Like that was what was on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just filtered through the Rolodex. <laughs> Rolodex yeah. yeah, of course it's a Rolodex. All right, let's start this list over. He's got a Dewey Decimal going on. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking old librarian with suspenders in your head. Little circle glasses. He's everyone, German. Everyone who comes in, he suggests Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start this list over. World System 3 looked at population growth, fertility, mortality, rate of industrial production, rate of innovation, growth of consumerism, food growth of agriculture, usage of non-renewable resources, rate of pollution, and other factors that this article considered less significant. I don't know what they were. They didn't tell me, so 
That's not me saying they're less significant. That's who the fuck ever I got that from. Sure. Okay, so one of my dates are wrong. This might be a typo. Um, they published their findings in 1972, so maybe earlier. One of those two dates is supposed to be the other. So 1972 or 73, maybe. Maybe it's Mandela effect. Um, they published their findings in a book called Limits to Growth. Uh, they concluded that if humanity kept pursuing economic growth without regard for on- environmental costs, now this is in the early 70s they said this shit, global societies would experience sharp declines in availability of food, standards of living, and ultimately the human population within the 21st century. Okay, I have I got a little pissed off for hearing that just now because what I immediately thought of is that like this is boomer bullshit this is totally like rapid baby production why'd you look at me when you said that i'm were you a little afraid you might be a boomer i looked at both i'm not a boomer i looked at both of you you're gen x gen x baby i know that i looked at both of you i'm just saying like that's boomer bullshit like because we totally put Uh a stop to that shit right away you are very insecure about this situation well how you doing over there don't worry about how i'm doing I know you're not a boomer. I remember when y'all were talking about this and someone, you said your kid calls you a boomer. And, he does. And I, I mean, it was like, no, he's Gen X, like by a, a few years. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm right. Yeah. So you're good. But what I mean is. He's like who, top shelf Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> Middle shelf. I mean, let's not. <laughs> he's pop off vodka at best. Don't okay. suck his dick too no. hard. <laughs> no, but you, you know where I'm coming from, right? Is that like, okay, so if we're just focused on that rate of growth at the time that was that this is just coming out of that would make sense but right now we're in the middle of halting that so like wouldn't that already alter that idea I mean, and, and also the other thing i was going to say is sorry i didn't mean to cut you off is we already have enough resources and just don't provide them right so it's not just about like oh do we have enough it's i mean what's his name norman borlaug made sure we had enough but like right. So it's not saying right now we won't have enough, but in 20 years, if if it continued as it had then. Right. But there's we'll look at and I don't remember specifically what it said, but remember, the lady took the inputs from 2019 and did a little reconfiguring. And I'll actually pull her article up, too, and see if I can glean any more than I originally did. So the results predicted that. All the categories mentioned would peak in 2020. I peaked which, in that was last year. Which some people found curious <laughs> recently because that's when COVID came up. And I, I don't know that there's a connection, but it was just noted that some people were like, oh, man, that's kind of freaky that like this kind of world stopping event happened when their nexus of, you know, things going to decline but couldn't the same have been said about AIDS? Well, that's not the nexus that they guessed. So AIDS was. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So since it had been 2020 specifically, yeah, they, that's when the saying. yeah, that's like where all the points meet, and then it goes downhill. I'm not trying to like poke holes. I'm just imagining yeah. what people would think about this system going through these periods. That's where my mind is going on each of these. That's why I'm like bringing up like, oh, like did they consider this at that time? 
Yeah. So that's kind of where I met, where I was coming from with AIDS, where it's like, okay, did they go like, ah, I guess we were 30 years short or 35 years short. Oh, okay. You I get what, what I you're mean. saying now. Yeah. Like when AIDS. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, it was such a, such a pandemic, like such yeah. an epidemic rather. And like, you know, closeted racism and homophobia, but like the truth <laughs> yeah. is, you know, mostly it was drug addicts dying. So. Yeah. I think it's funny in a Eric funny way that the kid that finally brought attention to it was named Ryan White. He was a white kid actually named White, and that's <laughs> what brought attention to AIDS because before that it was a it was a gay black, you know, drug addict. Drug addict problem. Yeah. And Reagan wouldn't even say the word. He wouldn't even mention AIDS, but as soon as a white kid from suburbia named White Got it. Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, my God, we need to sew a quilt. Wait, humans can get this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, think of how much. Well, just I was going to mention, like, Princess Diana just touching someone with AIDS was the biggest deal. Yeah. That was a big deal back yeah. then. What about like, fuck? Yeah. Now we got a killer. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through as you're going through. Like, I'm just imagining, like, all of the world events, like, massive world events that happened. I mean, during this time, the Vietnam, the, the Vietnamese wars, war was still going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mass casualty. Anyway, sorry. I don't know how much that's going to contribute, but I just, right. that's just like so many variables on that one. Yeah. But does the, did that globally, does that change the rate of production? I mean, as Absolutely. earth, really? Well, let me tell you about the industrial military complex, okay? Right, but that was already going on well in the 73, just the people and places change over the years. That's kind of what I mean, is that, like, you, you're already in the middle of this thing, and then that war ends, and then right. you're like, peace. And then we're like, yeah. hey, Iraq, here's here's $1.5 billion in military yeah. weapons. I'll see you in six years. So <laughs> this this graph that's the limited resources and nobody can see this. Um, it's sort of it, it looks like a landscape. Have you ever seen me stop being hard immediately? Because it looks <laughs> awfully sad, like I do. In those, nobody's agreeing with me, but I promise. So that's the that's the nexus point I was talking about, where everything starts to just drop after that, except. For population, they guess that population's still going to go up until these, until your food and your industry really bottom out, and that's when qu people quit having babies is when they starve to death. <laughs> I mean, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? When you and when you lose hope, I think during like the um, the plague, I think people quit wanting to have babies as much because the the um, yeah, you just have a baby so you can so watch it die, grim, right? that people didn't even like they saw birth rates drop. Um, I may not be making that up. I heard that from somewhere. Well, yeah. And you also have with that whole thing, you have this, it's like two separate events, the plague. Like it's like a four year event and then nothing, or maybe it's three, maybe it was three and then like a 20 year event and then nothing. And then like a yeah. hundred years, it's just like, just like everyone's like, so everything's good again. Like, <laughs> Sure. The fuck not. <laughs> so but, but yes yeah, so you just have this like influx going back and forth on this diagram that eric was pulling up it's sort of like the uh the non-renewable resources kind of just look like the right half of a bell curve Is that a fair way to put it yeah, yeah it just was going into decline and then they meet with all these other like population growth um food 
things like that. Um, Food production. Yeah. Everything that's produced stops being produced once that bell curve really steeps to the ground. But like we already have an answer for that because the earth cannot like right now they think that the planet earth can sustain about I think it's 3.5 or 3.8 billion people. Not according to the Georgia Guidestones. What is yeah. the, what does that mean? <laughs> There's some Guidestones. Nobody knows who put them up in Georgia, and they it literally says you should limit the population to how much? I don't know, but it's way less. It's like a few million <laughs> or some shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's low. in the billions. Okay. Well, <laughs> so with that in mind, though, that's where the man who is credited as saving a billion lives, one dude, uh, stepped in and started with GMO production, you know, like that's the reason we're alive, which is really frustrating to me, by the way, when I hear people complain about GMOs, it's like, you're fucking lunatic. Just look into it a little bit. Cause this dude basically made it so that anyone could eat again. Yeah. Because I don't see 3.2 billion people volunteering to die. Yeah. So that, you know, you don't have yeah. GMOs. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a thing. When people talk about there being too many people on the planet, we should get rid of them. You never include yourself in that statement. Not once. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we need to get rid of these losers over here. Not me. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's people who were like, uh, who do that thing with police. All police should just be shot in the back of the head. Are you going to take a gun to the back of a cop's head and shoot just every cop in the world? you realize how insane you are? <laughs> there are people that say shit like that, yeah, and it are. doesn't logistically make sense. It doesn't logistically make sense, and it also has to, I mean, it's just such a cheesy way to put it, but like, what kind of person are you? But like, what it really means is that like, hey, we're upset that they're killing people. Let's do it. Right. Like, no, you're, you're setting the precedent in and of itself that what they did is okay. The moment you kill yeah. them for killing, yeah. you have said that what they did is okay. Right. Death penalty. Not, not, so, I mean, we could talk about death penalty. Let's go. Let's we already got an episode on that. Damn it. You missed it. God damn the, it. Um, the results were contested and criticized by many at the time, but have proven to be quite accurate over time. Whatever outputs this thing gave fit as they've been testing it along the years. One variable in the calculations that was heavily criticized was climate change was man-made, that this was something that was going to wholly affect the earth and continue to get worse. People are like, that can't be true, that can't be true. But the measurements of real empirical data over the years have lined up with what this program said would happen weather-wise. That's called the HARP system, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The weather Weather manipulation. That's right. Um, So this is a quote from History of Yesterday, the how a computer predicted the end of the world. Factors such as lack of natural resources, lack of food, and ability to develop agriculture are caused by climate change, which is a product of constantly polluting the world for decades. So they said that in 1973, and everybody said, no, we're going to keep doing it. I don't believe that. It kind of makes me think of your dad a little bit because he'll think that we're too small to affect yeah, he says that stuff like that. And it's like we're 7 billion to, of us aren't too small. Yeah. We're it's, too small to have an effect on something as large as the planet. Right. Is that because of like the methane outputs of like cows and stuff? That argument? I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. It's a real argument. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Don't, I don't understand yeah. the, I clearly, I don't know. 
to me, it seems like we aren't too small to affect the planet. Yeah. I mean, us and all the shit that goes along with us, like cows and um, atomic weapons, you know, yeah, we can totally affect the planet. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to destroy the planet. The planet will just get rid of us like a virus, you know? Yeah. Right. Self-correct. I mean, that's balances the universe, you know, yeah. to go all Thanos about it. But it is, there's, you know, when it, when things get overbalanced, we look at it all the time with um, conservation of animals. Like, I didn't know hunting is actually a really, can be a really good thing for population growth of animals. You just want to make sure that you keep like the prey and the predators in balance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hunting can be good for that, but we, you know, not like trophy hunting. So you're in support of sexual predators. <laughs> That's exactly what I just That's said. That's what I heard. On record. On record. So here's a disturbing semi-quote, because I kind of paraphrased, from um, their research. Due to the predicted circumstances, the system averaged that humanity will come to a end near 2040 from various man-made events. We cannot really argue with present facts, which certainly support the reliability and accuracy of this research. So, so wait, these they are don't... man-made things that we can change, but... So these are the four circumstances. That's what we're getting to, that she had, the, the four possible outcomes. This is from the original one, right? what they originally said. Now, that... Oh, that, that was that it? Is... It was that vague? That they were like, ah, you'll whoops-a-daisy in 2040. They didn't have a specific event. Just man-made. No, event. not an event. Just that these variables are going to okay. crash. Therefore, man cannot continue to exist. That's a bummer. Yeah, there's not they didn't guess like an asteroid was going to hit or anything. <laughs> I didn't think there's, it was going to end yeah, with that. Yeah, just, I yeah. can't believe you brought up global warming. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the asteroid um, hits unrelated. Um <laughs> man-made asteroid. And then, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily that humans will no longer exist what they're predicting. It just will not be the world we know um because you'll you'll run out of food and resources and shit. Global warming is already majorly affecting our weather, and scientists are some scientists are guessing that the um, conveyor belt of water underneath the ocean surface that carries warm water up to the poles and cold water back down to the equator is a huge factor in our weather system. Well, because of icebergs melting, our ocean is becoming desalinated. The amount of Sailing to water is getting weak. So it's going to interrupt that tractor of water that constantly takes cold from the north and brings it down to the equator. And our weather system will completely shift into something else. That's something that if we don't stop what's going on with global warming and find a way to re not just stop it, but reverse the damage that's already going on, then that's, Something they say may happen. Predictions being made today by scientists with real data lines up with this prediction that mid-century we're going to face some major problems. If the world doesn't end, then it's still going to be pretty fucking rough. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, what I was thinking about was while you're saying this, I was thinking of the term carbon neutral and how much bullshit that is. I don't know if y'all know much about what that really means. But like Google says, carbon neutral since 2007. 
for instance, right? right? And what that sounds like is like, oh, they're not creating a carbon footprint. But what it really means is that for every bit of carbon footprint that they are making, they are throwing money at other things that are supposed to help the same amount of carbon. It doesn't actually neutralize the amount of carbon being right. made. So, like, it's just, it seems sort of futile to try and, like, say, like, oh, well, we should work on being carbon neutral or, like, anything like that when what right. we're doing is taking it from a businessman's perspective to go back to that and saying, like, well, I technically didn't leave a carbon footprint. No, you right. technically the fuck did. Yeah. That's exactly what you did. Yeah. And you just paid someone, like, can you just make that a, a no? Can I get yeah. a mulligan on that? Like, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a fucking reason all these, like, billionaires are trying to create privatized space travel. You don't think they're thinking about the future? Their future is, I mean, I read an article the other day where Blue Origin, I think it's called, the, um, What's the one crazy guy that just went to space? Bezos. Bezos and Musk were fighting for rights to um, have the technology that they will sell to the government to go back to the moon and actually like start getting resources and building things on the moon. Musk won out because they can't afford both, but they're fighting so hard for that because that's the next thing we do when we run out of resources is we go find a new country. Well, we don't have new countries. So they're thinking, well, I want to be the first to the next planet. You, you know what I can't wait for? Homeless people on the moon. That's going to be dope. <laughs> Just hungry homeless people on the street on the moon. Fuck yeah. That's important. Yeah, could I uh, bother you for some air? Dude, talk about being an economic slave. You'll be a resource slave. You can't get fired up there. What are you going to do? <laughs> what, you know? You got to pay for your own trip back, bud. Yeah. yeah. You only got a yeah. week's worth of air. Good luck. Yeah. We're kicking you out of the <laughs> colony, man. Yeah. It. I, yeah, I don't think capitalism is above it. I don't. Right? I really don't. It's like, like I'm not a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely just like there is a certain core to capitalism that is so fundamentally detached from any reality that like it's impossible to apply it to anything that humans right. are going to do right. long term. If we can separate like economy and human, then fine, I guess maybe work there. But like right. trying to like uh, uh, monetize compassion and monetize global warming prevention right. and things like that, it's like no, you're just monetizing. The second right. part never happens. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Yeah. We don't get around to that bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, well, there, and you're right, it is this unrealistic idea that the only way you can convince people to do things is with money. Right. Because if it wasn't for money, people would just all lay in the dirt and be lazy and die, right? Like, if we were all just given money, we would all just lay on a couch and become fat slobs and kill ourselves with laziness. Absolutely. That's why people would do that. That's what it no, proposes, they would. though. Because here's the thing. Before there was money, we didn't hunt animals or do cave paintings or come up with music. We didn't do any of that. We were fat slobs living on the government's teat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No, we were like blacksmithing and building ships and stuff. Whoa, that sounds, that sounds like rhetoric. I don't want to hear that. All right. <laughs> what did the blacksmith get paid to incentivize him to be decent? Pain. They got paid pain. Yeah, I know. I'm just sort of. It's a, a sense of community. Yeah, you're doing something for your village, so that y'all can get together and go get mm -hmm. on a boat and go next 
to the next town over and steal their shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, they, they, they think that, like, Neanderthals and, like, us, we would work essentially, like, 14 hours a week. And we would like kill something, and we'd all eat it. And then yeah, we'd... for the for the basic stuff, and then after that, it's just like dancing and fucking. Yeah. Won't y'all put y'all's hands together for Joseph? He's gonna perform his hit single from his latest album, "Dancing and Fucking." Yeehaw! Half of that sounds good. Half of that sounds really good. So one of the, I can't go in because of time, but the lady that redid the research, the LinkedIn article, one of her basic conclusions was we're probably not on a path to a stable world. These four scenarios, um, she specifically said, an update of this comparison in another few years might be able to identify one specific closest fit to the empirical data. Without major changes in social priorities, this is unlikely to be the scenario showing a sustainable path. So the one that says that human welfare will be better did not align with the data or align with it the least. So the most likely outcome is that we're going towards worse scenario for humans. Cool. Yeah. If you were thinking about not getting up and going to work tomorrow, well, (laughs) you got a reason. I just, I I mean, I guess, but here's the thing. Like we have said, you know, this, this doomsday has been around the corner for millennia. And it's like, I genuinely think that it's not a coincidence. We're still here, at least for the time being. Cause like, yeah, there are outliers, right? Like there are like, psychopaths and there are uh really evil people there's also really good people but like most of us we're just we're in that average of decent and like sustaining a society like that's not an accident and i don't think most people are threatened into it and i'm not being like idealistic i'm not saying like star trek is coming i'm just saying that like it it feels like we're not too small to make an impact like you had said joseph or that your father had said i mean but like more that we're so mediocre that we don't seem able to just completely wipe ourselves out. Like we have a, a decent amount of goodness that sustains us. That's, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. I'm not saying that that's true. Right. But I mean, violence is on the violence on the decline, you know, uh, yeah, the world is less violent than it ever was. Right. I don't think that's, I don't think that's on accident. I think that everything has a lifespan and that this may be the end of ours, but I'm not committed to that. Obviously, I don't know, but it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Basically, the universe doesn't give a fuck if we're basically good people or not. It's true. When our time comes, it comes. And everything has – cities have a lifespan. Um, Communities have a lifespan. Like everything has this kind of beginning, middle, end thing that it does. And to think that humanity would be any different. The dinosaurs did. I mean, there are entities that are still living from – our very first signs of life, but I don't know if humans are going to maintain, but then again, we're really resourceful people. And with our backs against the wall, we do find ourselves getting out of sticky situations. I would even argue that uh, it would make more sense to me. And this is just an insight to who I am as a person. I think that if we as a collective keep growing and come to that same realization, like beginning, middle end that we could say, 
okay, I think we as a collective should decide this is enough of us, which, I mean, that's getting into like culty territory because that's what happens there. But if there's like a genuine decision of like, hey, like it's time, it's time. We did our thing and it's like, that makes more sense to me as conscious beings. Yeah. That makes more sense to me than just like, let's play with an atom and you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) sorry. Sound like the goth, the Simpsons. (laughs) The scientist nerd yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> that to me makes more sense that we as a collective would say like, okay, I think I'm going to terminate this thing. Joseph, you got any final take? Yeah. I think there's uh, you know, there's theories that, you know, we've r- essentially quote unquote risen and declined numerous times over thousands of years as a species, you know, that yeah. this, this uh, position of like high tech that we're in currently is not the first time we've been here. You know, and that the other technologies, maybe we don't understand them now, but we're there, you know, that might explain the, you know, pyramids and all that weird shit. And then there's, you know, there's also theories about, you know, that we came here from somewhere else, which could be Mars. It could be uh, one of the moons around Saturn, you know, and that maybe they, you know, ran out of shit there and ended up here. You know, and then we run out of shit here. We go somewhere else. That would be kind of a beautiful symmetry is if we always got to the point with technology where we fucked our environment, but we've created in technology where we can go find another environment. But by the time you get there, your humble beginnings are so humble that you lose track of all history and fucking. Yeah. You just start all over all over again. Yeah. And you also just have to consider that like humanity is not the end right right like yeah. we, we are, are evolving one, right we are currently evolving we are one step in a process that has been going on so to say like there's a beginning middle end is sort of like saying like hey we're on a gradient and we're trying real hard to if we could just pinpoint this moment then it's like beginning middle end for this are as we are right now but to say like oh but we're also still connected to like you know the ocean yeah like that's still a part of our beginning I used to really want flying cars. Now I want to fuck a robot. I want society to last long enough to create like cybernetic beings that I, I can yeah, I think have you'll sex be f- with and think it's a person <laughs> that can't say no. Oh, oh God. <laughs> well, that's like, you guys know about this? Those, uh, those sex dolls. You, you know about those? They, yeah. they, they, they keep getting returns, but the problem is that they're all stabbed and everything. That's a real thing. People <laughs> try it. Yes. That's like a problem that these sex doll companies are having is that people keep trying to return the sex dolls. And they have all these like puncture marks and bullet holes and stuff where people are clearly well, being super chill. It's well, a passionate thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good place to wrap it up. All right. So uh, world's ending. We all knew that already. Eric gave us some details. Uh be kind to your sex dolls. Yeah, they might remember. Thanks for coming, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Morgan, learn how to breathe, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so have a good evening. Have a good afternoon. Whatever. <laughs>